Hello, I'm Adult. And I'm Young. And you're listening to Young Adults. Where we are reading through Mistborn, The Final Empire, by Brandon Sanderson. Today we're going over part three of the book and looking at how we did. Yep. I tried in the room all young and hip. We'll start with like a general overview of what happened during this part. Yeah, so basically, Vin went to a bunch of parties. <laughs> she did, very boring parties. Um, she recovered from her injuries from the last part. She got closer with Elend. She trained in various Mistborn skills a bit. Not much, though, to be fair. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, and... Beyond that, Vin hasn't really done much. I feel like she's had a little bit of character development, though. Um, there yeah, was that chapter true. where she went through the identity crisis a little bit with the different Vins. Yeah, that's true. Vin's, Vin has been getting more into her sort of uh, her noble role throughout this part. Yeah, and I feel like that was probably one of Vin's best chapters, really. Um, Kelsier, meanwhile, visited the troops and pushed the, the legend of Kelsier to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Uh, to a level possibly beyond what he should have done. Yep, and uh, he came back. Turns out that the army had self-destructed, so Vin and Kelsier rushed over to investigate that. Yep. And, yeah, it had. <laughs> yep, now they've lost 5,000 troops, and Kelsier ha- has been inspired uh, by an old, old scam man. To, I guess, rebuild? It's kind of unclear what his plans are from here on out. Mm. Now, I will say, I've actually read the next chapter, so I can't be too... I can't talk too much about predictions. <laughs> I'll have to stay quiet on that. Oh, there were some new revelations, were there? I, I can't say. Who, who knows? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess we're falling slightly into the more typical role for these kind of podcasts where one host knows some stuff about the future <laughs> even if it's yeah. only one chapter ahead um, but you know other, pe- other people manage so I'm sure we'll be fine yeah um, as far as plot wise obviously you know the rebellion seemed like it was kicking into action but then fell apart so that's kind of where the rebellion is at at the moment mm. and uh, I suppose we should also mention that Kelsier continued with his plan of needling the nobles. I, I think that had already started, but yeah, you know that continued and was was bearing fruit. We saw. Yeah, you, you, everything really seemed to be working out, and then it all crashed and burned mm. because of Eden. Uh, yeah, apparently. I mean, which, unless our crazy speculations that it was something else turned out to be true. Yeah. So, do you want to do? Brief kind of chapter by chapter, like very brief. Yeah, okay. okay. So, chapter 16 consists of Vin hanging out in the house with Sazed recovering. Yep. Um, and uh, we made a couple of predictions here, both basically relating to her injuries, neither of which came true. <laughs> we basically thought they would be a bigger deal than they were. Yeah. Was that when Vin had just been injured? Yeah, so Vin was injured at the end of part two. So, there was, of course, one prediction that I got right, which yeah, is that, that it was, was Sazed that was who last, saved her. That was but, last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
very proud of that prediction. Um, so that's yeah, basically um, all that happens. Uh, chapter 17 kind of continued this with Vin getting in long conversations with Kelsier about plants. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> and plants. Generally, uh, we got some backstory here. Um, we pulled out the opening quote at the beginning of this chapter. Uh, I had the prediction that it talks about the Lord Ruler having been the son of a blacksmith, which seems like there might be some connection to the whole metal-based magic. Yeah. Uh, what it is, still unclear. If there's even a connection. If there's any connection at all. But it, it, feel, it feels like the sort of thing that should be significant, right? Yeah. Um, um, so we got a lot of Kelsier backstory. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of backstory. We, we heard about... We, got, we finally got the story about Mare, more or less. Yeah. Uh, we, had, we had a bunch of predictions about that, but we haven't heard anything else since. Is, is that when we heard that Mare was literally murdered in front of Kelsier? Or did that come later? I, I think, I think yes. Chapter, I think chapter 17 was, yes, that was when we, when we learned that. Yeah, that was, that definitely crushed some of our earlier predictions, I think. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was you who came up with this, with this prediction. Mare did betray the crew, but then tried to hold out on their location in exchange for Kelsier, and so was thrown in the pits. Um, still pending. <laughs> yeah. We really haven't gotten anything more about this. Yeah. It, it's an interesting theory, though. Yeah. Um, well, I have in my notes from that chapter that Mare betrayed them by accident. So, maybe that was your prediction. Uh, maybe. We, we, had, we had a few different predictions. But then again, when it comes to what we write in our notes and what we end up predicting later in the episode can be quite different. That's true. Because we often persuade each other of different things. Uh, this was, I think, also where, the, where we first jumped on the Vin is Kelsier's daughter train. Oh. Which uh, we, we subsequently abandoned for the Vin is the Lord Ruler's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She's somebody's daughter, dang, dang it. We just don't know who. Well, technically we do. <laughs> we just don't believe it. Um, uh, okay, so chapter 18, Vin goes to a ball. Yep. Um, she meets Elend again. Um, she also meets Shan Alerio for the first time, I think. Uh, evil Shan, yes. Yeah, we all, we all hate Shan. She's like the horrible mean girl that you don't like in that bad <laughs> teen movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's the queen bee. So we see kind of Elend's rebellious side uh, with his book that is supposed to be about the weather, but is actually... Uh, some sort of some sort of blasphemy towards the Lord Ruler, mm. and Vin saves Elend from Shan's servants trying to have a snoop. In retrospect, it's kind of funny that we didn't make more predictions about the actual content of this chapter. What were our predictions? <laughs> our like? predictions are all about magic. Um, we we had opposing predictions on whether Furukimi was based on the eleventh metal. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh, How did any of that come into this? <laughs> and um, I, 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 there was all. We also had a prediction that there are lands outside the empire that they don't know about with their own magics, which I think was just based on us finally learning that the whole world is part of the empire from, oh, the, yeah. from that book that Elend was reading. Yeah, actually, that 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 prediction makes sense. The other ones, I don't remember how they uh, came but up. We we clearly gave very little thought to the actual like party plot line <laughs> I mean really intrigue. this chapter is just Vin goes to ball 
meets Alend, finds that he has a book he's not supposed to have. Shanelariel approaches her and tries to steal the book. Mm. Chapter 19 was an incredibly informative chapter where we followed Kelsey around doing his Kelsier things. Yep. Uh, um, not before we met Quan. Yes, a, a character that you believe is important. Quan <laughs> <laughs> was just some guy that went around with the Terrace Philosophers. He was one of those guys. I actually don't remember much about Quan at this point. He didn't really show up as much as I thought he would in the snippets, I'll admit. Um, yeah, I, I, you have a note there that just says Quan, so... <laughs> it looks important. It's just a name mentioned in the Lord Ruler snippet that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Yeah, um, and again, it feels surprising to me that we didn't have more predictions based on what we saw here, but I suppose we kind of already knew Kelsey was doing some of this stuff, maybe. Um, the only prediction we made for Chapter 19 was me declaring that Mistrates or Kandra use a calcium-based sort of metal magic, whether it's not necessarily allomancy, but something like that, like Farukami or whatever, uh, because calcium is technically a metal. This was one of those predictions that was too smart for me because I didn't understand it at the time. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think I had much to say about that. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we have not learned anything else about that. I, which surprises me. We've gone we've gone so long without learning what the deal is with Lord Reno or the Misfits or whatever. Yeah. Um. This was a chapter where we talked a bit about how Venture talked in this chapter about using a corpse to imitate appearances. Yes, this, this was the... This, which is this why was I was talking scene. about that. Yes, I forgot yeah. that. Um, which is what got us onto Mistrates, I think, especially, because Lord Reno, dead corpses, appearances. Yeah, I mean, this this was the chapter that really made me convinced that I was definitely back on the money on the whole Lord Reno is a Mistrate thing. Yeah. Uh, it's still not technically confirmed. Incredibly, but, but it, it's it's come so close. We've we've so heard close. he's a Kandra. We've heard that it's possible to imitate people using corpses. If it's not, if he's not a Mistwraith, I'm going to be shocked. Shocked. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it, this this is probably where you first convinced me, like properly, that he might really be a Mistwraith. Because mm. although I will note that I did couch this prediction, I was like Mistwraiths and or Kandra use calcium based magic. So, like. I was still going, well, maybe there's, like, a different shape-shifting magic that uses calcium. Or maybe, like, they both draw on the same magic, but they're not the same species. Yeah. So, this chapter was just Kelsier. Was this the one where he transformed into, like, a peasant? Yeah. Or yeah. transformed. It's just dressed up as a peasant. Yeah. He, he goes through a couple of different disguises, yeah. Yeah. He talks to the, the informant, and then he uses the information from that guy to talk to Lord Venture. Yeah. In retrospect, this stands out as one of the best chapters in Part 3, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Which is weird, because reading my notes, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Probably the Quan thing throwing me off a bit at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Uh, because Quan is not important. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Kelsier hears about Elend, and is like, yeah, we should kill him. <laughs> Which didn't, you know, that got resolved later on in the part, but in the chapter that was pretty dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just he, just he, thought I'd mention that. Yeah, that just kind of faded away. I get, But I guess that does play into the whole our paranoia around Kelsier, which the story has kind of been building up throughout this part, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. This 
part, part three, I feel like is where we got the most backstory for the most variety of people. Mm. Like, if you think about it, we got backstory for, like, a lot of side characters. Yeah, that's true. Ham and Dachshund and Kelsier and even Vin, we got a lot of backstory for. Helen, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we really stretched people out a lot more. Sazed, uh, we got more of him. Yeah, stretched, fleshed people out a lot more in this mm. part than ever before. Which I do think that stands out as one of the best parts of this part. That's true, yeah. There's I, a lot I of like good character stuff. building. Okay, so chapter 20 opens with another of the most significant seeming, uh, if, if not the most significant seeming, Lord Ruler quotes, where he talks about being pursued by a dark fog or mist. Yeah. Ah, uh, could that be the mists? Could <laughs> that be... Like, that could be so many things. But the, the deepness, whatever... We just, that was just never mentioned again, from what I remember. Yeah, so chapter 20 is the identity crisis chapter, which fleshes out Vin the most, I think. Uh, this also stands out as one of the best chapters, I think, from this part. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, we had, it was a pretty dense chapter. There's a lot that happens in this chapter. Yeah. Um, so obviously with that snippet, the first thing that jumps out is, to me, was... Just in my notes, I had is the mist a creature, which is a strange thing considering if it was the mists that was following him. I mean, the mist is everywhere, right? How well, it work? is now, but it wasn't yeah. back then, presumably. So I just, I just thought that was interesting to bring up again because that's an interesting idea. You know, the mists being alive because it does seem to interact with mistborns. It seems to, although we have heard that it's just, like, alimentic currents make the mist react. Yeah, we've heard that, haven't we? But could be more. Could be more. Could be more. Um, this is also the chapter where we learned a... What feels, again, like it's got to be a significant part of Finn's backstory, although she doesn't think of it as one, which is that her mother, when she seemingly went insane... Uh, was proclaiming her to be royalty. Yeah, we definitely talked about that for a bit. Yeah, so this this is our this is the start of our Vin is the Lord Ruler's daughter train. <laughs> um, I mean, it's got to be something again. Like this, this can't be nothing. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't learned what. Yeah, we we're very good at feeding into things and then finding out <laughs> nothing for like a long period of time. Yeah. Um. And this is the chapter where we got Kelsier talking about having a plan that he dares not think about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've no idea what's going on with that either. <laughs> <laughs> still, still haven't found out what on earth that was about. Yeah. Very cryptic. The stuff. funny thing about going back over the part is, like, you remember all these things, and you're like, yep, nothing happened with that for, like, the yeah. whole rest I've of the be part. I'm really glad that we're doing this because for at least for me and I imagine for any listeners who are reading along uh, you know you forget things <laughs> or if not totally forget like they they drift out of prominence when you haven't read about them in a while yeah and going back over this I'm going wow actually so much happened in this part that was that, that like feels like it's got it's huge these huge clues are being dropped yeah and definitely. we're just sort of forgetting about them a little bit <laughs> yeah when you read it at this rate it definitely yeah although at the same time the fact that we're 
studying things so much more probably balances that out a bit. Yeah. I assume, I don't know, and listeners, I would love to hear from you if this is true, but my guess would be that the average reader isn't thinking too hard about that stuff and is more doing, as, as we have done, kind of going with the flow a bit and, you know, sus- thinking about, oh, Kelser seems suspicious because the text is, you know, directly talking about him being suspicious. Yeah. Um, which I'm still not sure if that's a red herring. This is such a dense book that having read it like this now, I can't imagine having to read this in like two or three weeks and like not absorbing in each chapter. It must be a very different experience. Yeah. Like what we're doing now is the type of thing that people might do if they really love a book. They're like, yeah, I'll go out over it and study it. But like we kind of just did that anyway. And it's actually proved to be a really interesting experience. I've never read a book like this before. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean that in two ways, I suppose. I mean, I've never read a book quite like Mistborn, and I've never read a book in this format. Yeah, I've been experimenting recently with following along with podcasts that do this kind of thing. Um, there's a great podcast that's been doing the Terragnota series. Uh, it's called Too Rash, Too Unadvised. And I had already read the Terragnota series up to book three, so I was rereading along with them. And that was really fun. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I was, like, picking up on more necessarily, but definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong, they were picking up on more. <laughs> <laughs> they had all sorts of crazy insights, and I was like, whoa, that went completely over my head. Uh, which is very easy with the Terragnota series. There's, all, it, there's a, a lot of depth and layers to references in that series. Uh, <laughs> the the author is like a incredibly well read historian and classicist and uh, there's a, there's a lot of depth there, but it's been it's been a really interesting experience as well. Uh, I, I've also been starting to rewatch the BoJack Horseman TV series. Ah uh, yes, a true show to study deeply. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's it, you're right. It, I don't know. I mean there is. There, I do feel like I'm picking up on more. I, I, I've been doing that along with the quite recent podcast that just started up, uh, The View from Halfway Down, I believe it's called. And, as you say, there's not necessarily as much depth to Bojack Horseman as there is to... Uh, I mean, the, the world building in Bojack Horseman is not perhaps up to the level of Mistborn. It's it's just a generic cartoon world with random talking animals. Yeah. Um, but it there's definitely themes there that I wasn't picking up on before and characterization and it, ha- it does have quite deep characterization even though it's a comedy you know it's very much a yeah. character study type thing um on a man who's a horse or something <laughs> i haven't watched the show yeah so it's it has been very interesting i mean i've i've listened to a lot of podcasts like this i don't usually follow along with them and i've never yet followed along with one on my first time reading um so yeah. i don't know what's that well, i don't know what that's like except insofar as we've been kind of experiencing it firsthand here. Yeah, I listened to a podcast that was someone reading through Harry Potter for the first time and going into depth with Harry Potter experts, which, uh, they weren't exactly experts. But anyway, um, that was the closest I've come to doing listening to something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, On reflection, I think part of the way, the tracking of the predictions, I think also, probably helps us to read a bit deeper into things. Yeah. You know, because we're thinking 
and actually explicitly stating our predictions. Yeah, definitely. And again, I, that's not something that I've tried doing. Maybe next time I read a book, I'll just make a point of making, writing down all of my predictions, even if I then just yeah. take, like, take five minutes to do that and then go into the next chapter. It's a funny thing. I mean, people read books in very different ways. Mm. Like, you know, you get a lot of people who just read a book, move on to the next book, whatever, you know? Then some people annotate their books. Some people, some yeah. people take extensive notes on books, especially if they're reading a series. Uh, to try really understand it and immerse themselves. Um, and I know people do that especially for fantasy or science fiction, mm. you know, because there's a, c there can be a lot going on, so really trying to immerse yourself as deeply as possible. In Actually, I suppose the other thing I could compare this experience to is editing wikis, which I do a lot. So, often when I'm reading a series, I might take some notes in the form of editing a wiki page, you know, that, that more when I'm, when I'm rereading something. Like, I'm, I won't do that on a first read because I would get spoiled yeah. by looking at the, at, the wiki, at the wiki page. But if I'm rereading, say, Worm, I'm actually, like, an admin on the Worm wiki. So I'll often, you know, go and check if, if details are already there and add them if they're not. And I've done things like just read every appearance of a specific character hmm. just to make their wiki page. Uh, and that's that's definitely uh, there. There was a time I haven't done that with Worm in a while, but there was a time when I was like that was like radically increasing the amount of like insight I felt like I had into the into the into the series. Uh, so, and I feel I feel like there's definitely some similarities there, especially in terms of the metal notes we've been keeping. Yeah, just the act of keeping notes and having to like formulate this stuff. Yeah, I mean, the mental notes are definitely some of the most helpful notes. We should really refer back to them more, because <laughs> there's definitely times where we're like, oh yeah, what was that again? And we just don't refer back to our notes. Yeah, I know I've caught myself mixing up copper and bronze even now. Yeah. We're even steel pushing and iron pulling, which I feel just saying it, I'm probably getting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, but, like, I don't have that note. You do. According to your notes, you said that right. But it's it's definitely easy to mix up all the same. Yeah, I remember at least for a long time I was going like steel pulling and iron pushing because it made more sense. But I I think it's, it's iron pulling. Mm. Now, so. in fairness, I don't know if the details of which metal is which are that important necessarily. But at the same time, there are definitely nuances to this system. Yeah. Like, I've, I've talked about the way that you can kind of arrange the metals of Alamazi into, like, a cube. Uh, <laughs> Which I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like I only barely understand that myself. Like, I don't quite have that in my head yet. Um, and I, I do feel like if I had that memorized, it would help me recall which is which. Yeah. And maybe even get new insights onto what's going on, maybe even in a dance. Uh, <laughs> I, I may need to to, ref, to to study that a bit more because there's definitely there's definitely this deep system I mean you know not that deep but it's been designed with underlying rules that you can puzzle out yeah so and I feel like there's there's no way in heck I would have even I don't think I would have noticed that like you can divide it up on those axes in just a casual read definitely not I'm now some again readers or listeners, both, <laughs> feel free to, to write in and tell me, 
oh, I got that instantly. That was so obvious. That basically tells you directly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be too proud of myself for, for noticing that. But, like, it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so, chapter 20. Uh, yes, we, we went a little bit off topic. I mean, I think we, we basically have covered chapter 20. Yeah, Finn goes through a little bit of an identity crisis about uh, whether she's Lady Valette or whether she's Vin the Mistborn or whether she's Vin the Street Urchin because she can't really figure out where exactly she stands uh, as herself. Hmm. So, um, chapter 21 consists of Kelsier going off to do stuff, to war. To the troops. Ah, yes. The, the the barge trip. The barge, which has caused us so much grief. Ah, the barge. <laughs> ah, the barge. It causes so much grief trying to figure out how long that trip takes. Uh, yeah, that's... <sighs> we, we won't even go down that path again, I think. You know, we, we, we cleared it up last episode, and we're done talking about the barge, okay? Um... So, Kelsier goes off to go see the Rebellion firsthand, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, there's not too much to say about this. You know, we, we get to see the, the structure yeah. of the rebel camp and the caves and so on. Um, well, I suppose he does, he does read through a good chunk of the, the book, The Lord Ruler's Diary. Uh, oh yeah, that's on his true. journey because you know he does have a lot of time on that barge, but like I said, we're not going down that road right now. Um, so he goes to see the rebellion firsthand, and for a little bit, I was like, yeah, his intentions seem good. You know, he's just here to do things, and then he starts talking about some worrying things to Ham. Yeah, uh, this this chapter took a hard left turn into. Kelsier's evil territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in term, but still not quite necessarily crossing that line. Like it's yeah. Like it's still it's very dubious what he does in this chapter, which is uh, the fight. On on the off chance you're listening just to this episode, and <laughs> or if you've forgotten, like yeah, the um, details. What he does is he basically fakes the ability to imbue his followers with magical power, uh, thus making them believe that they will be magically protected come battle yeah uh which as as we'll learn sketchy well yes and uh, as we'll learn maybe backfires quite badly um it's funny we you only had one you you were the only prediction maker that chapter and it was your prediction that ham is going to turn on the rebellion oh yeah i remember that because he seemed to have doubts in that chapter yeah i think i was maybe more lenient to what kelsier was doing at first uh, whereas the more we talked about it, the more I was like, yeah, actually, this was a terrible thing to do. Mm. In um, fairness, Ham is the one who, way back, was saying, hey, isn't the Lord Ruler, like, God? Doesn't that make fighting him, like, evil by definition? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it wasn't, like, an unfounded idea that Ham might turn on them. Mm. Um, mm. But it might we, not have been backed up as much as I... Yeah, we haven't really like, seen any more signs of that. Um... Another thing that happened in this is right at the very end, after the the fight that Kelsier has controlled, Kelsier starts thinking about how he has even more secrets to Ham from that he's keeping from Ham. <laughs> yes, again. Plots uh, be, 
plots behind plots, plans beyond plans, there was always another secret. So this is just hinting more at that that extra plan he has that we have no idea what it is. Yeah. Dear listeners, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this just because it'll annoy Young. The strain at not mentioning the things that I know from the next chapter is intense. It's... I, I don't know how... I mean, I know how people handle it, but this is... This is really opening my eyes as to what it's like for most podcast hosts on this kind of podcast, where when to be like the the host who's read the whole book and has to talk about it without spoiling anything, chapter after chapter. <laughs> like, there's there's so there's so many things that I'm like there's some some detail from the next chapter that I could mention to cast some light on something you're saying, and I can't say it. <laughs> so frustrating sometimes. Really. <laughs> chapter 22. Chapter 22. So, chapter 22 is another just hanging around the base chapter. Yep. Uh, uh, but a pretty important one. Yeah, pretty important one. Uh, Vin talks to two people in this chapter. She talks to Sazed and she talks to Doxen. Well, technically she talks to Spook as well, but that is really irrelevant. <laughs> That's just a very brief well, moment. In, in soap opera news, Spook gives her a handkerchief which is like a a love handkerchief yeah <laughs> she's like I'm gonna court you seriously and then never makes a move again um so the first annoying revelation I had at this chapter the beginning of this chapter has nothing to do with the chapter um I was flicking to the back of the book to find the page count and I found that there was an allomancy chart right at the back of the book that has all the stuff that we've been writing down yeah, in well, our not, notes. Not quite all. You said it only covers the basic yeah, battles? I think so. I'm not going to go back and check because I think it might have had spoilers that I kind of like quickly avoided. Yeah, because so... Because it, it was annotated, um, so... If you've forgotten, listeners, as Young actually had, <laughs> I just reminded him of this before recording, uh, I know what the final noble medal is, which we've got extensive speculations on. I found out... Uh, a couple months back, I think. So you don't even know if we find out in this book. I don't know. All I know is I, I was reading a blog post which was just talking about like magic systems, and it casually mentioned the Mistborn magic system, and it listed all the medals. Just as an aside, like you know, this uh, Mistborn has a great magic system. The medals, da 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 da, da uh, all have different effects. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's the answer to that question that we've speculated so much on. So, so that might not even be something we find out in this book. It, it could be in the it, second book. It might not be. Um, but yeah, for the longest time, I believe you predicted that it was gold, I think? Yeah, we've definitely gone back and forth on whether it was gold. Uh, we've, we've got all sorts of speculations as to possible properties it has. I think I said it might be silver at some point. Um, I can't remember what my reasoning was for that. Uh, we've talked about like what it might pair to, all the different... Like, does it reverse time? Does it do all, you know, all, all sorts of crazy things it could do? Um, I don't know what it does. I just know what it is. You just know is. what it is. Yeah. Man, okay. Um, Which is very much the lesser part. Yeah, so in this chapter we learn a bit about uh, Pac-Man and their metal bracelets and how that works. Yeah. Um, so so that, was, that was a big which, revelation. To you, because this was also something I was spoiled on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Although I, is... I had convinced myself that I must have been have heard about a different Cosmere series or something that had this, because no, it had been it so long this, without coming this. up. Um, yeah, so we learned about how 
all that stuff worked, which was cool, about how they can store up different qualities. Uh, so that was fun. And there was the spook moment, and also... What else did we find out? Doxin's entire backstory. We yeah. found out Doxin's backstory about how he's a ska and how his girlfriend was raped and murdered brutally and uh, he's yeah. really dark right. past We're running over the chapters so quickly like this it's giving me vibes of like there are some video games like Mass Effect say where like you'll go back to your base and all your dudes are there and you'll like go around talking to them Dark Souls does this a bit as well yeah uh, just, just, I'm just reminded of that like <laughs> like they go out and they have adventures and then they come back to the base and it's like oh hello there Doxin Say, where do you come from anyway? <laughs> well, I was a ska on a plantation, and I was beaten every day. And <laughs> my love of my life was murdered in front of me. And that day, I, I struck out to leave. Yeah, I'll be honest. Doxin's <laughs> past was a lot more depressing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Such it was... a chipper dude, you know? Not really. He's kind of just there. He's just a guy. <laughs> Doxin, Doxin isn't very interesting most of the time. This is the most interesting chapter for him. Mm. Uh, and it was quite sad so that's kind of sad um, he also talks about how he just hates all noblemen because of the bad things they do but not as much as Kelsier yeah um, he specifically says that, that he believes that some of them can be reformed but Kelsier seems to think that they all have to die or something yeah, like that although he does say that all the uh, noblemen do you know sleep around and stuff uh, which which we sleep, sleep around is a very kind euphemism there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do rape and murder scat women? I think would be <laughs> a fair way of yeah. phrasing it. Which obviously for Dachshund hits extra close to home, even more than it would. Well, and it hits pretty close to home for Vin as well. Yeah, because she can't stop thinking about Elend. Who? That brings us nicely into chapter twenty-three. Uh, that this is another ball chapter. Yeah. Um. Not much happened in this not, chapter. Not much really. happens. Uh, at the beginning, we're finding out that Vin has earned a little bit of trust. She's. We're hearing about how uh, there's some progress with the houses betraying each other and attacking each other. Um, Shan shows up and kind of embarrasses her in front of... And threatens her. Tries to get her to turn on Elend, which nothing has come of uh, yeah. after that that we've Then heard. Vin looks around and is like, boom, there's Elend. So she goes over and starts talking to him. And when we say talking, we mean blabbing and crying about a lot of stuff she should not be talking about. Yeah, uh, she, right, right to she barely face. maintains her cover, but does uh, learn Alain's side of the story. Yeah, which is that his father kind of forced him to sleep with a ska uh, before he really understood what was going to happen. Yeah. When he was younger than I am. Yeah. So that was pretty intense. And then... He goes off and then follows. Uh, he's just off with his friends from other houses. And then meets Kelsier hanging out underneath Elaine's window. L- as literally hanging out uh, <laughs> as it goes. Um, so yeah, Kelsier's back. And yeah. he promises um, not to kill Elaine. Indeed. That is the progress we get on that. Uh, and... Oh, I, I should have mentioned our predictions for chapter 23, actually. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, which We only had one prediction, which was just that uh, Elaine's little group of minor dissidents had a fifth member who's never named, 
Oh yeah. Uh, Vin doesn't know who they are, and so they're just referred to as the fifth member. Uh, I I feel like there's maybe something that's got to come back. Yeah, it might well do. Uh, <laughs> again, we've seen. I mean, we're practically caught up at this point. So yeah, it's not I surprising mean, that we haven't seen any progress on that front. Yeah, but that might come. But come add back. that to the to the thousand. You know, I don't know. Chekhov's guns that are waiting to fire, balls yeah. that are in the air as as Sanderson juggles this. Well, I suppose the thing plot. is, when you're reading a book that's the first book in a trilogy, not only is there stuff building up within the book, but there's stuff building up within the trilogy as well. That's very true. So we might be three quarters of the way through this book, but we're not even a third of the way through the trilogy. Uh, you know, so there's there's multiple layers of build up going on. Yeah, in it, the background, and it, uh, like I said, we've talked about how. We know Brandon Sanderson's known for foreshadowing and, you know, little details that come back later, so, you know, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we may well be waiting several books for this to... Yeah. For some of these things to, to pay off. Uh, assuming they ever do. I mean, stuff like this. There's no actual in-universe reason why the fifth member of a lens group has to be anyone significant. But because it's a book, we're going to speculate about it. Yeah. So, chapter 24 is about Finn going off to train with Ham, or uh, so we think is what it's about. Yeah, so... It that starts, does happen. <laughs> it starts off, and they're all kind of hanging about, chatting about stuff. Uh, you know. Um, Kelsier says that he wants to swap Breeze back out for Eden, which makes us more concerned again that he's undermining Eden. Yeah. Um, you know, because Breeze as general is not a very appealing... Yeah. Um, so then Vin goes off with Ham. Although, in retrospect, maybe it was a good thing if you undermined Eden. Yeah, maybe, maybe it would have been, actually. Uh, but we hadn't thought that quite yet. <laughs> uh, Vin goes off with Ham to meet up with some of his uh, garrison friends. So they can spar and practice subtle pewter Yeah, usage. so we learn a bit about pewter, so that's fun. Wasn't very interesting, though. <laughs> Um, so then Ham gets there and starts talking to his friend because apparently there's been a rebellion right out people coming from the caves attacking the garrison in a certain area uh, the Holstep garrison and yeah they need all hands on deck they're gonna march up there and they're like they offer Ham an officer's position and stuff right off the bat and this is a pretty big deal obviously so Ham accepts and himself and Vin run back, which brings us into chapter 25. Indeed. Um, or, sorry, was there... Uh, we, uh, I, was, I guess I was just going to mention our predictions for chapter 24, which were just talking about... Uh, well, we, we talked about basically, was, was it Eden? Probably. And... <laughs> <laughs> but also, so in this chapter... We haven't mentioned this, but there's, a, there's a, a brief moment where Vin and Ham actually talk about their concerns about Kelsier. Yes, that's uh, true. And How Ham, Ham promises that they're planning an intervention to, to deal with to deal with him. Yeah, but they're not going to get that intervention anytime soon. Well, we'll see. Um, uh, but uh, so I was like, well, clearly this is going to be a huge deal. Like a, a group of people with Kelsier's exact power set split up among them are going to go confront him over whether he's ba- evil, basically. <laughs> whether he's, yeah. t- whether he's you know... And I, going, I whether he's going to going to rein his plans back. Brought up that... Or even, not. Even, even earlier in the chapter, uh, 
Breeze or Dachshund, I think, mentions something about talking to Kelsier, which Kelsier brushes off. And we, that, that was a very brief thing that we we spent a little a little bit of time in that episode struggling to find the quote that I was talking about, but it was there. So that so there was there was even a little bit of foreshadowing within that chapter about how they wanted to talk to him. So chapter twenty five, final chapter of part three. Yeah, and uh, we didn't make any predictions this chapter, I don't think. Yeah. Um, uh, because this chapter is devoted entirely to the consequences of Eden's the, mistake. This, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I guess that's that confirmed, that, that, that one prediction. <laughs> it was Eden. Well, well, see, I have... You, you it's seemingly confirmed. Confirm it. It's seemingly confirmed. I, I think I've got, put it, got it down as seemingly confirmed, because... We still have our doubts. Well, it's... We've theoretically used. we we floated some other possibilities about what could have happened yeah and it is still possible that Yidin was being influenced you know given the existence of soothing and rioting it's possible that Eden or his advisors were being influenced there could have been traitors involved it doesn't seem super likely at this point though yes so um there was a snippet on just talking about how no one died uh that didn't have to at the Lord Ruler's hand. Yeah. Which made me go, oh, maybe the Lord Ruler is starting to turn bad already. You know, what's going on with that? Um, I have to say, I accidentally just read the, the snippet of the next chapter <laughs> and kind of builds on that a little bit, but I won't, I won't say anything. Um, so then it starts off with everyone kind of hurrying about, scurrying about, trying to figure out what to do. Um... But, but Kelsier pretty quickly knows what he's got to do, which is speed run. Yeah, just run the whole way. Yeah, at, at super speed, and uh, Vin goes with him. Yeah, so and they do that. About this. <laughs> um, and we get this whole thing about the the intense tiredness that this involves. Yeah, and which we've, we we've talked about extremely extensively uh, in that episode because uh, it took up a surprising chunk of that chapter, considering mm. it's just them going on a cross-country run. Which was, don't get me wrong, it was, it was interesting to, to see, but it doesn't leave us much to talk about here in this quick overview. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the upshot of the chapter is they get there, and uh, not everyone is dead. Some people uh, went against Eden and stayed back, but... 5,000 out of 7,000 people are dead. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty significant. Um, so they get, every, they get the remaining 2,000 out of the caves uh, to safety, and then Kelsier has a little, little chat with... Uh, Menace from the the prologue. If anyone remembers him, <laughs> uh, I remembered him. You didn't seem to remember him at first. Um, <laughs> I barely remembered him. Yeah. Um, so they just talk about you know how this is actually a victory, and through through cunning reverse psychology, <laughs> Menace accidentally persuades Kelsier to, to do even more to continue the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So Leaves is wondering how they're going to recover and what Mel Kelsier is going to do. Um, and that brings us to the end of part three. Indeed. So, um, do we have any new predictions? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. So, we've talked about what, what do the gang do next? What, what do you think the gang's going to do next? I have no idea. I really have no idea. I feel like, I mean, you could know something. That's the thing. Well, you could know something. Yeah, I, I... I'm 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 gonna stay silent here. This is this is all on you. All eyes are staring at you, waiting for you to tell us what's gonna happen next. We didn't really have anything at the end of the last episode, and I haven't. 
come to think about it too much more since. Um, but we did talk about how it might be possible to just try regroup or he's going to have to try think of something different, obviously. He can't go for the same strategy because they're not going to pull in an extra 5,000. Although we did actually speculate about how because this is the greatest victory in centuries, they might actually be able to recruit. They more, might yeah. actually be able to recruit more people, uh, more ska for the rebellion, which is possible, I suppose. Are, are you differentiating between people and ska there? Well, I mean, I mean, they're not going to go around <laughs> getting nobles, so unless Kelsey something has a change of heart on that. Yeah, no. <laughs> You know, so I wanted to clarify. Obviously, he's not going to go pulling anyone in. He's going. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be looking for ska and uh, people who are sympathetic to his cause. Mm. So, do you think he's going to go back to basically exactly the same plan? Do you think he's going to come up with a whole new plan? I'm not. I'm undecided on that. I feel like I'm being interviewed. <laughs> so, either something significant happens in this next chapter, and you know something, or you're just messing with me, and you don't know anything. <laughs> Which is just as likely, so... <laughs> so, I'm not going to make any solid predictions, because I, I really don't know. Do you think there's going to be a time skip? Ooh, uh, there was a time skip last time, but I feel like, at this point, it would make more sense to continue on fairly closely to where we left off. Unless, unless there's only a time skip to them going back, uh, or doing something. But I don't, I don't feel like there's going to be a a massive few months time skip. I mean, there could be. They could be that, like, the next chapter's just, they're like, so yeah, actually, some people, loads more people were sympathetic now, so there's, over the last few months, we've recruited 10,000 people, and we're gonna go into action. I don't think that's gonna happen, so, I don't think there'll be a massive time skip. Okay, well, I'll definitely put that down as a prediction, and we'll see how, how it turns out next time. Um, so, do you want to do favorites and least favorites before we wrap up? Um, yeah, okay. I think I think it's fun to do favorites and least favorites on something of such a, a massive I, scale. I, do, I, I wish we had more predictions here, but it, it, it's, it, it is it, such it, a it turning point that it's, it's difficult to know. It's difficult to know what's going to happen next, really. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, this review has definitely made me update like my mental confidence in some of these predictions. Yeah, it's definitely... I remembered a lot more stuff than I expected to remember. Uh, I think this is definitely the biggest part that we've had so far. It's covered about ten chapters, and I don't think either of the other parts covered quite that much. And it's really been the the big bulk, bulky middle of the book. So there's a lot of stuff happening. So, Adel, what was your least favorite part of this part? Um, I'm going to say Ham's teaching. It was quite recent, but he doesn't teach anything particularly useful. Then again, he and didn't get time to teach, though, did he? Yeah, but like, he takes plenty of time. <laughs> like, well, it's a big—it's a big chunk of a chapter, which is just Ham doing nothing really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, just that's just fair. just telling us such incredible insights as if you want to use pewter subtly, you have to be subtle when you use pewter. <laughs> <laughs> you need to use it in ways that won't be obvious, and then it won't be obvious. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so, what would you say your least favorite part was? The extent of how much I had to put up with balls. <laughs> she yeah, she I went to so. she went to like two or three balls, and I was 
I was not down for it really. I mean, they weren't they weren't as bad as that that first ball uh, in part two, I think. But you know, I still didn't like them because they're still kind of boring. So, what was your favorite part of this part? Um, I mean, there's there's a few possibilities here. I I definitely loved the backstory we got on everybody, but that's such a a broad thing. I don't I'm not sure I want to pick that. Yeah. Um, I I definitely I really enjoyed the chapter when Kelsier like was going around doing his little Kelsier things, I was disguising himself as people. <laughs> I was it was that. good, right? <laughs> that was a good chapter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, look, I, there are a lot of things I could pick. I could pick the intense satisfaction of having my misphrase prediction all but confirmed. Yeah, that was that was cool. But or, um, you know, there was there's a lot of stuff we learned like about. Well, I suppose you already knew about the how the magic worked for for keepers. Yeah, learning about the Farukami was definitely cool. Uh, yeah, the fact that I was spoiled on it does take. Some of it, yeah, it, it does take some of the wind out of it. And now, it, I wasn't spoiled on the exact details, so yeah, the way that it that they can store up knowledge and speed and like eyesight is yeah, cool. that's that's something I didn't anticipate, and it is cool. Um, but just for personally, yeah, I think I've got to go for the the Kelsey perspective of of him just doing his skullduggery. And what would you say your favorite thing was? I'm gonna go down to Vin's character development in specific because mm. I feel like we actually got way more of her. She's really gone from a brat to less of a brat, <laughs> but like she's definitely developed a lot more than I kind of expected her to. Yeah, that's true. It it kind of snuck up on me. It, it made her feel a lot more human when she started to had that bit of an identity crisis and mm. just mm -hmm. made her a lot more relatable. I think. For me. Yeah, zo zooming out like this. It is clear that the Finn's character development over the course of this book has actually been quite significant. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot more than we were realizing at first. But that chapter really, you know, made us realize, you know, she's really come a long way. Mm, definitely. I'm, I'm still not sure how f much I like the character. To be honest, <laughs> like she still feels a little bit thin to me. I've got, I've got to be honest. Uh, I, I'm not saying she's not a, like I like her as a protagonist but you're thin on Vin yeah I don't know like she doesn't have quite as strong a personality as I maybe would like well we, I we've think got, that's we, maybe we, she's still coming into her personality a little bit yeah maybe you know we, we've had these like hints of her paranoia and things but she's mostly been kind of just following what Kelsey wants a lot of the time yeah that, that's true I suppose and the one thing that she's wanted for herself is a land, <laughs> which I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even that feels kind of reactive in the sense that it's, you know, the, just the sudden attraction to this boy is kind of almost an external force that's sort of pushing her around. Kind I, of, I suppose. Yeah, uh, but I, that's I'm, don't get me wrong. Her character, she's definitely undergone a lot of character development in the course of this. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this story, I'm a lot more into Vin as a character. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we, we're already starting to like her more. So yeah, that wraps it up. Actually, you know what? I'm going to call that a prediction. Yeah, Vin. Oh. Uh, by the end of this book, I will feel that Vin has really come into her own as a character, 
and is a great protagonist. Sadly, you'll be proven wrong. Vin gets terrible at the end of this chapter, and you'll, you'll hate her for the rest for the rest of the trilogy. She actually dies in the final chapter. <laughs> well, would that count? Would that count as falsifying the prediction? I mean, she could still be a really good character even if she dies by the end. I suppose she could come back as a ghost. Maybe I don't know how it works. That'd she be could be cool. eaten by a mistrate. I become the mistrate thing. That would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no predictions. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Hmm. You know, I I kind of do want to make that a prediction now. Not not Vin specifically, but that someone's gonna get eaten by a mystery, and that'll become like a big character. You know. I because feel like that's very unlikely. Well, if that's a real thing, and I'm pretty sure it is, just based on Reno, like, that's just such a, an obvious way that you could radically change a character, you know? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. That, 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 ah, that's, I, I really, I, that's definitely going in the prediction list. <laughs> You're welcome, I <laughs> um, guess. I, just, something about that idea really appeals to me. Like, like, imagine if Kelsier was just eaten by... A mistrate, and like maybe that mistrate is loyal to the Lord Ruler, and now he's a major bad guy. And so we were right the whole time. Kelsier was evil, <laughs> just not in the way we thought. Um, yeah. So I think that brings us to the end of this. Uh, our next Mistborn episode will be beginning part four: Dancers in a Sea of Mist. Indeed. So uh, that'll be in two weeks, and if you read chapter twenty-six before then. Uh, assuming you're following along. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you're not, well, we hopefully summarize the chapter for you. <laughs> um, but I, again, I, I think it is worth following along, honestly. It, it's, it, you'd be surprised how much it can change your perspective on things. Yeah. Um, regardless, if you disagree or have any other thoughts... Uh, you can reach us uh, at our email. That's podcastyoungadult at gmail.com. At our Twitter, where we post all of our updates and episodes, at podyoungadult. Um, we post all these Mistborn ed- episodes on the Mistborn subreddit, r slash Mistborn. Uh, and of course, you can find us wherever podcasts are sold for nothing um, <laughs> on all the various podcasting services around the web. Yep. Thanks for listening.